about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Isaiah lived and prophesied a hundred years before the Babylonian captivity. Jeremiah prophesied just before, during, and after the three stages of the siege to Jerusalem. Jeremiah's ministry was overlapped by Nahum and Zephaniah, who began their ministry before Jeremiah and ended it while Jeremiah was still active. Habakkuk had a short ministry during Jeremiah's activity, and then both Ezekiel and Daniel began their prophecy during Jeremiah's time and extended beyond the end of Jeremiah. After the end of Isaiah's tenure and Nahum's introduction, there was a period of about 30 years where God was absolutely silent. During this time, false prophets were very vocal in proclaiming all was well and there would be peace rather than judgment, and the people loved it. Jeremiah was born in the village of Athoth, about three miles from Jerusalem, where his father was Hilkiah the priest. Hilkiah was probably the priest of Second Kings uh, chapter 22, who found the book of Deuteronomy when the temple was being restored under the kingship of Josiah. Josiah had become a king at eight years old in 640 B.C. and was killed at a battle with Egyptians in 608 B.C. But during his reign, there was a beginning of a very big revival in the proper worship of God. Much of the impetus came from the founding of the copy of the book of Law to the Roman. But upon the death of Josiah, the nation immediately abandoned his reforms and returned to idol worship. No doubt his early life was influenced by duties of his father and priest and the access to the, the religious activities of the temple in Jerusalem. Unlike the other writing prophets, Jeremiah had much to say about himself. He was priest by birth, and when the Lord called clearly in chapter 1, Jeremiah protested first that he was too young, then his lack of experience, and finally he had no eloquence. He was assured by the Lord that he had been selected before birth, consecrated, and appointed. Similar to Moses, God assured he would put words in his mouth. He was with him and would protect him. He was the man, and the Lord would take care of him. To understand Jeremiah's message, it is important to understand his call and his commission, which is the sum and substance of chapter 1. The rest of the book breaks down as follows. Part 2, chapters 2 through 38, Judah's sin and God's warning to return. Part 3, chapters 39 through 45, which is a narrative on Judah's fall and uprooting. Part 4, chapters 45 through 51, Jeremiah's prophecy concerning other nations. And finally, chapter 52, Judah's final days of exile. There are two other unique characteristics of this book. First, it is not in chronological order, so it can be very confusing if one tries to sequentially put the parts together. The second item is that the text we have is the second edition. In chapter 36, the Lord tells Jeremiah to write it down, 
and show it to the authorities. He does so, and when the king reads the scroll, he cuts it up and throws it in the fire. That's in 36.23. Then Jeremiah was commanded by the Lord to write another scroll of the warning out to the people. God gives his charge in chapter 1, verse 10, quote, See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant, end quote. A tough ministry to tear down first before you build up. First, give the really, really bad news you brought on yourself but then see, th- see it through, and there will be ultimate restoration. God gives him two visions, an almond tree and a boiling pot tilted from north to south. The almond tree is the very first tree of the bloom and was to show that Jeremiah's words from God would quickly be fulfilled. The boiling pot was emblematic of Babylonia's invasion that would come from the north. The chapter concludes with God telling Jeremiah that he is going to be by himself against all authorities, religious and secular, and in fact, against the whole nation. Quote, get yourself ready. Stand up and tell them everything that I command you. Do not be intimidated by them or I will terrify you before them. Now, behold, this day I have made you a fortified city an iron pillar, and a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but you will not. You will never overcome you, since I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. End quote. At the end of this first indictment, verses chapters 2 through <clears throat> verses 3-5, God states emphatically that he will not take the Israelites back because they're spiritual adultery. From here, through chapter 6, is a call to repentance to save them from judgment pronounced. But the false prophets continued to give false hope, saying, it cannot happen here. This is God's city. It's his temple. We have his presence for our protection. Chapter 7 through 10 contained Jeremiah's sermon while he was standing in the temple. From the, <clears throat> from the verse 9, 1, 2 he is characterized as the weeping prophet, quote, Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night over the slain daughter of my people. Only if I had the traveler's lodge in the wilderness, I would abandon my people and depart from them, for they are all adulterers, a crowd of faithless people, End quote. Throughout this book, Jeremiah shows great love for his people and great anguish for their refusal to listen. Chapters 11 through 13 list the nation's covenant violations, and God tells Jeremiah not to pray for his people. The people have so persisted in rebellion against the Lord and were so attached to their idols that prayer for them would do no good. God had decided to give them up, no help, when the time of destruction arrived. Jeremiah appears to have have the Messianic age in mind in chapters 12, verses 16 and 17, when he says the nations will be given an inheritance among God's people if they learn and follow God's ways and worship him as the Holy One. If they did not listen, they would be uprooted and destroyed. Question, 
How do you see America fitting in this particular picture? Next week, the rest of Jeremiah in an amazing prophecy. May the God of peace himself visit you and bring comfort.